Hello. Good evening. Oh, let me get my let me live produce this podcast real quick. <laughs> I just, you know, it, you, if you know me personally, you just know how my brain is. It's like go and then oh shoot, I got to Yep, that's how it goes. If you don't know me personally, now you just learned something new about me. Um welcome to the woodshed. It's a podcast. It's a podcast brought to you by really great people. Um, one of them being a look design, a sponsor, the first sponsor, actually a look design rug Valley DJs, not only a sponsor, but a company I started and good, a great friend, a good brother to me. Um, Gary is doing it. So um, seriously, if you're looking for a DJ, you can email him Gary at rug Valley Um, outsider coffee in central point and Medford and on the World Wide web at outsider.coffee. I forgot to tell you that A Look Design is also on the internet. You can find them on facebook.com slash alookdesign or alookdesign.com. Also, Moxley Media coming through with some shirts for me and uh, got the merch site up. The merch site is available. You can buy a t-shirt and uh, I'm not getting rich from it, but it might buy me a coffee. So I like coffee from Outsider Coffee. And uh, also, Paul Bunny and Beard Gang. And I'm bringing on a new sponsor real soon. I'm waiting for them to deliver on their part of it. But I'm excited about them. And uh, I sort of work there. It's not really my work work, but it's a part of the company. I'm excited. So, bringing them on. And, um, of course, I can't do this without these willing artists. Excuse me. Um, today, I'm talking with Rodell Duff in Texas. He's definitely country. And uh, I, you know, I worked in country radio. I, I DJ at a country nightclub. And I'm, su- I'm very familiar with country music. I still listen to our, our local heritage country station, KRWQ. Um, my good buddy Bryce, another chosen family member, he's the morning show host. And I sent Bryce a, uh, a video of Rodell's just the other day. And I was like, interviewing this guy soon. And uh, the last two times I sent Bryce something, they've ended up on the air. I'm not saying that I'm responsible for that, but I sent him uh, Zach Bryan months ago. And now they're playing something in the orange. Great song. Um, But yeah, I sent him that, gosh, back in, I want to say that had to have happened in late November, early December. And um, then I sent him, and I can't remember the guy's name, but he was on The Voice. And a song is like, that sounds like something I do. Man, now it's going to kill me because I love the song. And it reminds me of the 90s rock and rodeo, you know, DJing at the rock and rodeo, like a fast swing song. Uh, You would have called it a cowboy swing. And uh, yeah, it reminds me of those days. So it's been interesting to um, see these songs that I'm sending to my radio friend ending up on the radio. And I know for sure that he's not doing it because of me. That's not how it works. But a a person can hope. So here's the thing. This is the job I'm going to give to you today. Let's say we talk with Rodell today. That's what's going to happen. And you like his songs. Well, you know... a couple of phone calls, like a lot. I mean, I'm just going to say it's going to be a lot of phone calls. And I'm you're going to need to get your friends involved. 
You're going to need to get the mayor of your town involved. You might need to even write your congressperson. But the more that happens, the more people start looking at these songs. And um, this is how like things happen for artists. You know, you can get a record deal because of that sort of stuff. Um, I know that there's a couple of independent country artists being played on our local heritage radio station, KRWQ. I say heritage because they're the first radio station in the Valley to play the mainstream country starting way back when. I want to say they've been around since the 80s, since before I moved here. And um, so, yeah, anything else is the newer country station. Um, but yeah, the Heritage Station is the one that's been doing it the longest, no matter what format or genre or whatever you want to call it. No matter what, any of those things, it's the one that's been doing it the longest. Um, so when I worked at KISS FM, it was the upstart. It was the new guy on the block. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, yeah, just start calling into the radio stations, start emailing radio stations, and even grab the link off of YouTube and send it to them. Um, maybe it'll work, maybe it won't. I mean, you can try, and trying is really great. That's a good thing to do. And also, like, just send it to your friends. You know, if you if you like a song that I've played on the podcast, grab it on YouTube and send it to friends or Spotify, whatever the mu- the choice of music is, wherever you're getting music from. But I like to send videos, so I go with YouTube. On occasion, I'll send a Spotify link because I like them a little bit better than Apple. And then everyone can do it, right? Everyone, it, it can be on an Android phone. It can be on an Apple phone. Only a couple of people have been like, I don't use Spotify. And I'm kind of like, well, why don't you? So anyway, um, just grab the link wherever you can find it and send it to people and encourage them to send it. Put it on your Facebook It's a big deal. Just like me asking you for ratings and reviews, that's an important step in this podcast world. Um, That is a currency. That's how I get more attention and uh, maybe even get a licensing deal one day. That's the goal. I want to have this be like kind of a paying job. So, um, yeah, I'm here today to ask you for, (laughs) I think that's how it said. I don't know. I'm not, I didn't pay attention to, that was a joke. I'm just going to change the subject. It doesn't really matter. Um, Anyway, I've got some really cool stuff coming up on the podcast, and I'm really excited. There's some really great artists out there. Some of them are a little bit more known than others. Today I contacted a PR agent um, somewhere kind of, I think maybe in Ohio, um, somewhere kind of far away. And he had sent a newsletter out and included a a link to an artist that I played back in the 90s at the Rock and Rodeo. And I might have an interview with this with this guy. So I'm hoping for that. Um, I have a uh, another record review coming up. I've got an interview coming up with uh, a Bay Area rapper that I'm excited about. Had him on the last podcast and I'm going to bring him on this one because he's cool and he's doing great stuff um i'm doing two actually two interviews with with uh, with bay area rappers and i hate to just pigeonhole these guys into the category of rap because for one money is doing a lot more than that Uh, he's involved in so many different faucets and genres of music that it's really hard to put him in one space 
Um, but yeah, things are happening. It's really cool. I'm enjoying the heck out of it. I like it better than the old podcast a lot. And I did that one for five years. And it, you know, it started out with just friends and I and being goofy. And every now and then I would do a solo podcast. And now I'm doing interviews with musicians. So it's pretty cool. Um, and these guys are, you know, some of them are on the radio, some of them are not, um, but they're definitely producing some really great stuff. So I encourage you to find the music that they're doing and just keep spreading it around, you know, keep sharing it with your friends. Um, that is a big deal. It really is. It's something that they live and die on. So I'm asking you to do that. Um, really excited. Going to bring them on. Rodell Duff, welcome to the woodshed. Thanks so much. Thanks for being here. Here we go. When I'm feeling like I just don't want to deal with the world today I go down to the woodshed Where all we do is pick and play Play a song for the underdogs And the happy-going-lucky Play a song for the Californios And East Kentucky and when I'm feeling like I just don't want to deal with the world today I go down to the woodshed where all we do is pick and play I go down to the woodshed where all we do is pick and play All right. Rodell, hello! Hey, how are you doing, Travis? Man, I'm good. It's, you know, middle of the week. Uh, got a few things going on at home, but it's it's all good and, and real nice. How are you? I'm good, man. Just getting through this week. You know, like you said, it's the middle of the week, so it's, uh, it's one of those days. It's a Wednesday. <laughs> it's a Wednesday. You know, the only day of the week I don't like is Tuesday, and there's a, there's a reason. So... Monday to me, I'm I'm a total optimist, and it's kind of like disgusting. Some people are like, mm. but I <laughs> I see Monday as the start of something new, right? It's the new week. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for it. I love what I do for work. So uh, Monday is the start. And Wednesday, middle of the week, you know, hump day, all that good stuff. Like we're getting there. Mm -hmm. Thursday is like we're really close. We're really close. Friday is obviously the day everyone wants. What is Tuesday? I did not know. Yeah, right? It's like second Monday. Like, we don't need it. True. Let's Very just true. Let's just put Tuesday halfway into Monday and then halfway into Wednesday, and then we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you on that. All right. That. Man, thanks again, you know, for joining me on the podcast. I, I appreciate it. You know, you were you uh, seemed stoked right from the get-go, and then we've emailed a bunch. So uh, thank you. No, oh, man, I appreciate you for having me on here. I have I've listened to a bunch of your music. Your your videos um, are really well produced. You know the the audio quality, the songwriting quality. You're putting out hits, man. I'm I feel like you're you're a you're only a couple of steps away from being heard on the radio on a regular basis. Yeah, that's that's how that's how we feel right now. It's been to be honest, it's um it's been kind of happening fast, you know, in in a sense to like other people, but. To, to me, it's been, you know, of course, it feels like it's been forever. I mean, I didn't start, I didn't put out my first single till what, 2021. Okay. Um, and then with that single, it just kind of, everything started kind of piling on and, you know, it's been good. I feel like, I feel like we're getting closer and closer to the goal every single day. So that's always exciting. You know, it's always a new, you know, adventure. 
every day. How long have you been creating music then? Oh man. Um, I would say like I, back in the day, back when I was in high school and all that good stuff, I was doing, um, I was with like this little hip hop group and I would like help the guys write, you know, choruses and stuff like that, the songs and sing it on the songs. And I was doing that for a little bit. And when I was in college, I kind of stopped. I stopped doing music for like five, six years. Mm. And I mean, of course, you know, like any country song, I got my heart broken and went and picked up a guitar in 2017 and taught myself how to play it on YouTube and started doing open mics. After that, I had a buddy push me to do open mics like six months and learn how to do, uh, play the guitar. And, you know, I kind of got hungry for it. And 2021, I released, well, I released some songs back in the day too, like singer songwriter stuff, like writing and teaching myself how to record and stuff like that and recording myself out of a closet. But <laughs> official my first my first official official song uh was wrecked that was a song that you oh. know i released in 2021 so wrote that one basically on my couch you know sitting there just trying to figure out a way out to write because i've always wanted to be like a songwriter and kind of be able to tell a story even if it's not about me you know it's like always just just telling a story in a sense and i i it, it was kind of the the course was kind of catchy mm. you know to me and I ended up getting a uh, a free flight to uh, Nashville after playing at a buddy's um, engagement party in San Antonio, Texas. Okay. And uh, yeah, I figured out how to you know get out to Nashville and got with some people and cut that song and that was it. Are Are you based in San Antonio? No, sir. I'm based in Houston. Houston. So I had okay. to drive. Yeah, I had to drive up to San Antonio to do that engagement party. So I got paid for it, and then he had flyer mileage. So he was like, "Hey, dude, I'll fly you first class out there." Nice. <laughs> You ever get down yeah. to down or why well, I think it's, it might be a little up. I'm not sure, but you ever get over to Green, Texas, and go to the Green Hall? I honestly, I'll be honest with you, I've never been there. Man, it's hey. it's a legendary honky tonk. Like George Straits played there, Willie Nelson's played there. Uh, everybody, Jerry Jeff Walker, he's one of my favorite singer songwriters. Rest in peace. Uh, mm-hmm. Paul Cawthon has is playing there. Like there, there, there's. A live show, country show, every day of the week. And, mm-hmm. and it's no. like five, 6,000 square feet. It's not all that big. Yeah, no, I've, I've actually heard of it. Uh-huh. Never never been there, never been to a show there. But I I've, I've, I mean, I'm familiar, definitely familiar with it being from Texas. And, you know, being, I was so caught up in the, in the Red Dirt country scene mm-hmm. for a while, just kind of like being a fan of music. And so I, I would see where all these guys are playing, like, you know, Randy Rogers and, you know, guys like that cody johnson and all that good stuff so i knew i I know about the venues i just haven't had the luck of playing there or or been there you know i haven't been there before so i i I lived in texas way back when i'm talking 70s i'm i'm in my i'm in my 50s um but we lived in garland you know a little north of, of dallas and um i'm from missouri and I remember thinking, like, I thought Missouri was humid. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I thought it was. I thought it was humid back home. <laughs> this is something else. Missouri has Missouri has good weather, though. I mean, we played a show up there uh, last year, and it was the weather was beautiful. Where I, I just can't get over it. Where'd you go? Um, so we stayed in Kansas City, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And then we played at some place right down from uh, Missouri uh, University, okay. Columbia, Missouri. Oh, so Columbia. we played at some, um, yeah. So we played at some uh, festival that they had out there, and 
it was nice. The weather was nice. I was able to wear a jacket the whole time on the show outside. Didn't sweat not once. So oh. I was like, dang, it's a win. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, you know, I was born in Kansas city and then I moved to Colorado in the, in the late seventies and mm-hmm. Colorado is, is a drastic change in climate from, from, uh, Missouri to even, even Texas, it is not oh, humid. Best. It's not humid. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> and Oregon's kind of a happy medium. You know, we're a little drier here, but we're not like Colorado dry where my fingernails are cracking and bleeding, you know, like, <laughs> but it, Hey, is music what you're doing for full-time work? No, actually I, I, I work in the maritime industry. I've been doing it since, uh, 2010. Okay. So yeah, I got in the maritime industry when I was, uh, you know, figuring out what I wanted to do. I mean, this is definitely not what I wanted to do, but I kind of fell into it and I've been good at it ever since I've been doing it. So stuck with it. Are they, the bills. <laughs> is it, is it flexible to where if you've got a couple of shows they're they're okay with you? Oh taking, yeah. Oh, that's great. Cool. Yeah. So now I'm in a position where, you know, I kind of run a, a, a full office um, of guys and my upper management, they're just like, Hey man, like, we want to see you succeed. Like, so whenever you need to go to Nashville or you need to go play a show, let us know. You can work remotely, do whatever you need to do. So it, it, it kind of works out in my favor. I got to loop you in with a couple of people that I know in Nashville that are, are singer songwriters. Um, okay. I, I feel like you'd, you'd click with my buddy, Cam. He was the first episode I did on this podcast. And okay. uh, we did the record review last week. He's, he lived out here. We were roommates 20 years ago. And um, he's he's playing all over Nashville. He's a hell of a singer songwriter, um, probably one of the most talented guys I've met in in the industry. And I've been man, I've, I've been a DJ a long time. Uh, okay. Radio uh, clubs. I was a country club DJ in the '90s, and mm. uh, I got to go to Nashville. Man, I love Nashville. I would love to go back. I was there in '97, um, so that was a long time ago. But I spoke at a convention. Um, it was a it's it was a, a business that's no longer around. They would provide country music to country nightclubs, and oh. they had a monthly publication that came. You know, they'd send CDs, and then this publication. Well, I wrote for that publication, and okay. they flew me out to speak at their convention one year. I spoke about uh, on a board of five other DJs about programming country music to the dance floor. And man, I'll never forget that experience. And I'll never forget walking down the street in Nashville and I'm in a cowboy hat. I'm wearing a Bangora and Wranglers <laughs> and a and a brush popper because it's the 90s. And somebody mm-hmm. stops and rolls down their window and says, tourist, and then takes off. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so you, you gave us a little bit about... Um, about your start in, in recording music. And you told me, um, you started, you know, doing some hip hop and then you slid into country. Like how did that transition happen for you? So I've always grown like around my, my buddies, I played football and stuff like that with growing up. We, Texas, um, that's Texas. Uh, yeah. A yeah. lot of them listen to country music, you know, and it was, you know, it was a Tim McGraw. It was mm. Kenny Chesney. It was all those guys, Garth Brooks. Um, and, I just, I always kind of heard it around, you know, my coach and stuff like that would play it and stuff like that. So I would always hear it around. I was like, okay, you know, it's cool. I don't hate it, you know? And I'll, then I'll listen to, you know, Sting and the police and stuff like that. Like, you know, Tom Petty, all that stuff. My uncles would introduce me to that stuff. So I was around a lot of different kinds of kinds of music growing up, not only like, you know, hip hop and all the other stuff. And, you know, being from Trinidad, we had Trinidad music too. So 
I just had like a melting pot of all kinds of different genres around me growing up. So I was never too um, just like I was never turned off by music. Let's just put it that way. Like anything I heard, I was trying to dive into it. And I've always been that way. So um, getting into hip hop, I did that stuff. I mean, because that was just what was going on at the time. And they were rapping about stuff that like, you know, I wasn't living the, the hip hop rapper life. So I just kind of stepped away from it because I didn't like it. And um, with country, I remember hearing we were at the river. Yeah, and I know you're probably familiar about the river in New Braunfels. Mm-hmm. So we were out there and I remember I was driving a buddy's truck and he just had Apple radio on. And Chris Stapleton's songs, uh, his song, uh, What Are You Listening To, came on. Mm. Like, man, this guy's voice is different. You know, it's a little heavier. You know what I mean? Like, it's different. It doesn't sound like all these other country guys that had, you know, songs out at the time. And I was like, man, this is this is pretty cool. I, I could I could get with this. You know what I mean? Like, it's it sounds like something I could fit into, in a sense. And I heard that song and that song kind of stuck with me. And you know, once I went through the breakup and stuff, that was one of the first songs I learned how to play. Mm. And you know, I just kind of just started digging in, diving into the whole Chris Stapleton deal. I dove in, you know, of course, like I have, I was very highly influenced by, you know, John Mayer. I love that kind of stuff. John Mayer, Tom Petty, all those guys. And so I just dive into music, and my sound just kind of. You know, like if you listen to my music, the songs are all over the place. Like it's not all over the place, but it is um, in a sense of it's very unique with just different sounds. You know, like I have stuff that sound kind of traditional country and I have stuff that sounds very poppy or rock or you know what I mean? So I just try to mix it up. I think a lot of that is due to the fact of like all the kind of music I grew up listening to. So everything just kind of merged into one. And I guess it's just the perfect time for me to release everything. You, What do your parents listen to? <laughs> that's a good question i mean they listen to a little bit of everything too i mean like my mom my mom and, and dad i mean they listen to um i mean old you know you got your ron isley and the isley brothers mm. and you know back in the day um you know my mom would listen to you know even cranberries and stuff like that like this stuff was on the radio we have a channel called sunday 99.1 that was on the radio and she would just listen to stuff like that you know boy george <laughs> um so 80s you know <laughs> oh yeah definitely yeah. and she they were all just tied they were just all tied into that kind of like even when we got older and the music was evolving they were still listening to that era of music so that's that's what it was i come from the golden era of hip-hop right okay um well i mean i guess i guess i kind of come from the 80s hip-hop because i was born in 70 so i've seen it from pretty much the inception um, and it, I remember it being in high school in 88 when I lived, when mm-hmm. I moved to Oregon and, um, I, I went, I went out to go to school and I catch my mom watching Yo! MTV raps. <laughs> 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 and this is, you know, I come from folks, you know, my grandfather was throwing Randy Travis at me and I was like, uh-huh. whatever, Buck Owens, you know, and I was okay, whatever. And. And, you know, uh, in Kansas City, there's a really old country station on the, it was I think it was on the AM and then it went FM, called 61 Country. And they're, like, old school. They've been around forever. Um, mm-hmm. And so, like, to catch my mom listening to Yo! MTV raps and totally bopping was so funny. I send my dad, uh, my dad, every time they go on a road trip, uh, they play On the Road Again by Willie Nelson, 
and I'll send my dad like the grimiest E40 just to screw with him. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know That's if they're hilarious. listening, but I, I like to kind of just throw them for a loop every now and then. But I am, you know, I can do as far as a DJ goes, I can play anything. Um, I, awesome. I have played in the Midwest as a DJ. I've played in Colorado, which I guess you could kind of call a Midwest state. Um, I've mm-hmm. played down in Oakland. I've played up in Portland. And it's funny when you go to like somewhere like Oakland, uh, my mm-hmm. buddy Armani, he's a, he's a rapper musician. Um, brought me down to DJ his dad's birthday. Gosh, that had to have been, about 12 years ago and I only knew Armani and a couple other guys and his dad. Oh, and his mom and mm-hmm. sisters. I knew, I knew the family and some, you know, closer circle friends. And so I set up at the venue and I'm playing, you know, old school R and B and, um, everyone's wearing white <laughs> and mm. I'm, my son and I are pretty much the one, the two guys that are not black. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and anyway, I don't care, whatever. I'm from Kansas City. And so um, I I get a text from Armani. We're about five minutes out. All right, cool. See you in a bit. So I get on the microphone and I say, hey, everybody, Eric's on his way. Um, but I noticed everyone was wearing white. And I just showed up like this. And they're like, he's white. <laughs> it was so good. It was so good. But anyway, I. I, uh, music to me is super important. It's a it's a vital mm-hmm. thing. Um, I live and die by it. I do like mostly at this point. I'm a, I'm so old. It's weddings. That's it. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. anyway, it's about you. Uh, a little backstory about me was okay though. Oh yeah. Okay. Cool. I, I love hearing that. Um, <laughs> who all has like kind of helped you along the way? Man, I would say. The the first person I would say was would be one of my buddies named uh, Swanee. He he was the one that was just like, man, you need to get out there and do open mic. You need to get out there and do open mic. Enough playing in 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 your bathroom because I played my bathroom because the acoustics were so great. Okay. And uh, <laughs> he would come over some nights. We just sit there and you know drink some whiskey and I just play mm, and you know try and write songs or whatever it was. And uh, he pushed me to open mic. The first couple open mics, I I won't lie to you, they were horrible. I forgot the words of songs. I just like, you know, froze up. I had a guitar that a little cheap guitar. I bought a hundred dollar guitar that had no plug in. So I had to put the mic up next to it. You know, I look real amateur out there. <laughs> and then, and then, um, I ended up going to another open mic one night. I found it, it was down the street from my house, went over there and I ended up like kind of finding myself there, mm. you know? And so that I would have never done that if it wasn't for him pushing me out of my comfort zone, you know, and kind of just forcing me to do it. Cause I knew I wanted to do it, but I, I needed to push, you know, because it was it's scary, you know. It was always been scary. I mean, I was in choir my whole life, but singing individually by yourself with a guitar and something that you just learned is like scary. It's a scary thought. So big up to him. And then you know, I got in touch with Billy Decker, who's a guy that used to do a lot of production and stuff like that for Sam Hunt and Dustin Lynch and stuff like that. I I just kind of searched him up online and added him on Facebook and we became friends on Facebook and I, sh- I sent him a message on Facebook and he was just, I uh, told him, Hey man, like I'd love to work with you. I knew he wasn't producing anymore. He was just doing mixes at this time. And I, and he told me, Hey, send me your Instagram. Let's check it out. And he checked it out. And a day later he got me in touch with his like understudy, basically this guy named Dylan Maloney, who's like now, now one of my really good friends. Um, and he did, he does a production for me 
uh, on all my songs. Um, and also the guy that's actually my drummer too, this guy named Mikey, he, uh, he's based here in, in Texas and him and I kind of wood shop and, you know, he does something like he, he tracks some vocals for Red Dirt Curse when I, um, when I did that song, we had some other parts that we needed to cut. So we cut it here and he sent it out to Nashville for me. So him and then now, you know, I'm, there's so many different moving parts. Now I have a guy named William that was on the distribution side whenever I was was with Empire Nashville. And um, he still kind of champions for me and a, and, and a good buddy of mine named Griff. So I have a lot of people and I'm starting to build a little team now. You know, it's starting to all kind of come together. I want you to talk about Wrecked. You know, we talked a little bit about it. You know, obviously mm-hmm. you said it was a breakup song, but how how did it go from concept to record? So the song, I just remember, you know, I was sitting on my couch. I had dinner at night and I, had, I was sitting on the couch and I would always have my guitar on my lap. just trying to play some, trying to write something. I didn't have any songs at the time. I mean, I did, but I did it. And I sat there and I saw the screensaver on my TV popped up and it was a ship that was like just wrecked. It was like a little a little sailboat that was wrecked on on, on sand, basically. I still I mean, it's still on my background. I gotta take a picture of it so I can have it for memories. But <laughs> uh, it was a little sailboat that was just wrecked on shore. And I just picked up the guitar and I was just like and the word just kind of fell out of me. I was just saying, you know, I started saying, um, I feel like a ship was sure. Stuck in the sand, like a hose in the roof, and it's raining real bad. And I was like, okay, that's cool. So I voice memoed it. And then, you know, 10, 15 minutes later, did it again. And the whole time I was thinking, like, you know, what would it feel like to have, you know, what would I feel like getting my heart broken again? Mm-hmm. You know, losing somebody that I cared about and stuff like that. You know, we've all been there. So I put myself back in 2017 at the time, you know, mindset wise. I was just like, let me go back to that moment where I felt my most, you know, vulnerable and hurt, you know, for lack of better words. And came up with that, with the concept. And the song was really supposed to say, and the truth is I'm missing you. Mm. At the end, it said, I'm wrecked without you, wrecked, wrecked without you. It wasn't supposed to say that. It was supposed to say, and the truth is I'm missing you. So I recorded the voice memo next, you know, I went to bed, woke up the next morning, went to the gym. And the whole time at the gym, listening to this voice memo. And I'm like, man, like, I'm not even listening to music at this point. I just have my my headphones in and I'm listening to this voice memo. I was like, something's, I got to find something that sticks. You know, so I go, I come back and I'm just thinking about it, just wood shopping. And I went and I went and took a shower and in the shower, I, honestly, in the shower, I thought about both verses right then and there. So I hopped out the shower, voice memoed it and then put the whole song together before I went to work and sent it off to Dylan. And Dylan kind of heard, he said, man, let's find a word that kind of makes it stick out, you know, because everybody had a song that said without you or lost without you or whatever it was. He's like, let's find a word that sticks. And I was like, all right. He's like, you want me to help you work on it or whatever? I was like, yeah, that's cool. So I ended up going out to Nashville and in the studio itself, when we were cutting the verse, the chorus, he was like, I want you to try this. Try a wreck, wreck without you. And I was like, okay. And we went in there and tried it. And we let the whole song play together, you know, put everything together and we listened to it. And I was like, all right, there it is. So that was how my co-write with him went on that song. Well, let's play Wrecked. Yes, sir. There's an emptiness within me Ever since you walked away no more kisses in the morning Before I go by my day 
I could have all the fame and money in the world, but if I don't have you, I feel like a ship washed ashore, stuck in the sand, like a hose in the roof, and it's raining real bad. There's no way to explain how I'm feeling inside. It's like I'm losing my mind, and the truth is, I'm wrecked, wrecked without you. Talking to myself, saying one day that you come back. Although you found somebody else, if love is a gamble, why not bet it all on me? I lost my way, I must confess that I feel like a ship washed ashore, stuck in the sand, like a hose in the roof, and it's raining real bad. There's no way to explain how I'm feeling inside. It's like I'm losing my mind, and the truth is. I'm wrecked, wrecked without you I'm wrecked, wrecked without you I feel like a ship washed ashore Stuck in the sand Like a hose in the roof And it's raining real bad There's no way to explain how I'm feeling inside It's like I'm losing my mind Like a ship washed ashore Stuck in the sand Like a hose in the roof And it's raining real bad There's no way to explain how I'm feeling inside It's like I'm losing my mind And the truth is I'm wrecked, wrecked without you I've got a question. We touched a little bit uh, earlier about um, about you you being involved in hip hop a little bit. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the the hip hop with guys like Jelly Roll? I actually, I actually, so it's funny you say that because I actually I enjoy it. I mean, it's parts of it I enjoy. Um, I have a buddy over at um, Colt Ford's actually label. Um, and, and my producer Dylan is actually Cole Ford's lead guitarist. Oh, nice. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm very familiar with the, with the, with the, I guess you call it hip hop, uh, kind of thing. And, um, I, I think it's pretty cool. You know, everybody, it, they, they created their own lane for the whole thing. And it's pretty neat. I like to see people create their own lane and have like, you, you have a cult ball and literally with that, with that kind of music, you have like your specific followers and it's crazy to see how hard these fans are. Like they're diehard. It's crazy. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed Jelly Roll. At first, I was kind of I don't know, man. You know, like, <laughs> okay. Because um, I'll just be honest, I don't enjoy Eminem or or many other guys like Eminem. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I started listening to Jelly Roll, and then he um, he's getting played out here. He's getting played on the radio out here. Um, mm-hmm. And it, I listened to his stuff. I'm like, okay, he's singing now. It, it's a different thing yeah. that he's doing, but it's still along. It's kind of in that same vein. Um, but he's giving a, a, a he's giving a way for other guys like him to start doing their thing too, and that's kind of neat. Um, who uh, who would you say has influenced your career in music? 
the most I would say I would say it has to be a, a toss-up between you know Chris Stapleton um and, and it's weird it's just all over the place I know it but Chris Stapleton John Mayer Nickelback definitely early 2000s rock um and then I do like you know the soulful stuff um there's a guy that I can't even remember the guy's name, but it's, it's a lot of blues. I like a lot of bluesy stuff. So there's a guy that sings a song, uh, $2 that I, I'm hooked on, you know, BB King, Okay. those guys. I mean, it was more like a, my route, my idea of going into this whole thing was more like a bluesy way, but it kind of turned out how it turned out. Hmm. So it was, I try to, I try to incorporate a lot of that into the music I release without doing it too hard just to keep it kind of, mainstream but I, I i basically release what i want to release you know at this point i'm not signed i'm independent i'm doing what i want to do right now until i have to be have to do you know what the label says i need to do your your stuff is so radio friendly oh definitely yeah i and and it wasn't and it wasn't it wasn't a uh it just kind of it just kind of happened like i said like i wasn't aiming for radio friendly because the songs i wrote before were always they were always kind of catchy. I mean, in my, in my eyes, but it was just, <clears throat> it just kind of came out that way. You know, I just never planned on it being like, Oh, I'm going to be a radio guy. But I knew I, I always knew I wanted to be like worldwide, you know, like pushing to be a well-known artist all over versus just being a well-known artist in Texas, mm. you know? And so the big thing for me was just to capitalize on that because I know, I know a lot of Texas country guys that t- travel around Texas and they make millions of dollars, you know, yeah. but I, I don't, I just don't want to get caught in the pinball. And I love their music. Don't get me wrong. I cover some of the songs when I play shows and, you know, it's the greatest thing ever. But I think for me, I just wanted to be more universal. Do you, are you familiar with Paul Cawthon? I, it's funny. <laughs> I actually met Paul Cawthon's uh, guitarist and keys guy um, two weeks ago in Nashville. He stayed at uh, management's house uh, loft and we were all there hanging out. This guy named Parker Toomey. I, I love what he's doing. He's it's a lot. Cool, he's right? a lot of fun. Yeah, he's he's having fun, and it's different. I'm kind of corny for it, so I I enjoy his stuff too. <laughs> I uh, we my wife and I um, we listen to a lot of like really known stuff here at the house, and then I'll try mm-hmm. to throw things at her that she doesn't know, and uh, that's how I got her into Midland, and we we love mm. that drinking problem song. Uh, oh yeah, it's a, yeah. it's like it, it's it <laughs> takes me back to the '90s country for sure. But anyway, um, hey, who have you like? Who have you shared the stage with? So I've opened up for Josh Abbott, um, and then another time I've opened up for Corey Kent, which by accident, but opened up for Corey Kent when he opened up for Josh Abbott. Okay. Um, I've opened up, I've opened up for Michael Ray. Uh, and who else have I opened up with? I I can't remember off the top of my head. I think that might that might be it to be honest because I um now I'm into like booking headline shows now for myself Heck yeah. or trying to trying to <laughs> I actually reached out to Corey Kent today he's playing a show in my town uh, well the the bigger town close by uh in a, in a few weeks I was like oh let's check this guy out so I wrote him today oh man <laughs> yeah he, he's a cool guy I actually forgot to say I opened up for Giovanni and the hired guns a few times oh nice okay yeah, 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 I forgot to name those guys. <laughs> you gonna you're gonna have people opening up for you, Rodell. Keep pushing, man. Fingers crossed, man. That's the goal. Hey, I like it. What uh, what would you say 
or I mean, may, maybe I should frame this differently because you've kind of been there a, a bit, right? You've 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 been signed. Um, you've gotten a lot of music out. Um, have you heard? Have you heard your songs on the radio? Just like, oh my gosh, that's my song. Have, has that ever happened so, in your life? Yeah. So just to clarify, I haven't been signed. <laughs> oh, I I thought you said I, you had Empire. I, Maybe that was distribution. My bad. Yeah, distribution. That was it. Yeah, it was okay. just a distro. So it wasn't, gotcha. it wasn't anything like that. Labels, if you're listening. <laughs> Here you go, labels. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so here in Texas, we have a uh, radio station called 93Q. The Oh, sorry. 100.3 The Bull. So I uh, I play open I opened it for Josh Abbott one time and this is the first time Josh Abbott kind of got me into this and I forgot to even announce his name whenever I was saying people have kind of been kind of pushing for me he's been championing for me pretty hard awesome and um, Josh Abbott reached out to him online and got during COVID you know and got to open for him one time uh, an acoustic event and a radio guy from Houston heard me there and reached out to me the next week. And we talked and, you know, he kind of kind of got me on and I played it this at the Houston Rodeo, like cook off. That's where I got to open up for Michael Ray. And they played my songs on the radio um, quite a few times. And it was crazy because, the you know, I have friends calling me and texting me and I just like, no way. No. You know what I mean? It's kind of mm-hmm. surprising. And I was with this girl at the time and we we're sitting at dinner and I remember I got a call from a buddy. He's like, hey, man, like, I don't know if you're busy right now, but your song's playing on the radio. And it was like one of those moments where it's like, oh, man, like kind of hit me in the soft spot a little bit. I almost teared up a little bit, to be honest with you, because it's it's always been a dream, you know, to hear yourself on the radio and people listening to your music. And it's it was a surreal moment, to say the least. And then after that, I kind of heard it a few more times, you know, but of course, with radio, you to get played frequently, you have to be signed. So mm, mm. what was the song? Wrecked. Wrecked was the first oh, song you played okay. on radio. All right. That's oh, yeah. cool. All right. Um what do you do with your spare time, you know, outside of music? I'm a dad, man. Yeah. I'm a dad. So uh, just whatever he wants to do, uh, <laughs> do that. Uh, him, he's getting into soccer now. So we've been hitting the soccer fields pretty hard, trying to, trying to get him ready for that. Uh, and man, I mean, we like to go to the movies, uh, just, just hang out, you know, hang out with friends. And that's basically it. I don't, I don't do too much outside of that. I mean, I, I do my best to get in the gym when I can to relieve some anxiety and stuff like that. But other than that, I mean, it's just right now it's just work, you know, my son work and music. And that's just the main focus right now. What's your whiskey of choice? Oh, good question. So the other day, so I, I recently got into cigars. I'm going to, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm going to judge you a little bit, but go ahead and keep going. <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to <laughs> So. There's a there's a there's a place over here you probably haven't had it. It's called Yellowstone Distillery. I have seen Yellowstone. So I had a so I had a bottle of theirs from like it was like a year old, two years old that I got from the radio station when I played at the um, the, the cook off. And a buddy of mine, we just both went out to the, to the cigar bar and we cracked it open, man. And that was probably one of my favorite tasting whiskeys. And I don't know if it was had to do anything with the cigars or whatever it was, but yeah, we finished that bottle. You know, it's funny in, in Oregon, you would never be able to do that. Um, really? You, yeah, you can't crack a bottle from a, another place at another place. You know, like uh, you can go to the liquor store, buy your bottle, you know, crack it at the campground, but you can't take it to another, like like a bar or a restaurant and crack it there at all. 
uh, hmm. not, not even a little bit. The laws here, and it's funny because Oregon uh, controls the liquor. It's like a, another police force, and I'm not exa- exaggerating that. Um, there's so much enforcement behind liquor here. I've worked in nightclubs, so I'm familiar with them like crazy. And um, mm-hmm. they're, you know, they're out there looking for minors being served. They're out there enforcing all this other stuff. But they also set the pricing. They do all the buying and they run the liquor stores, but they're, the liquor stores are privately owned. <laughs> oh, wow. And the checks come from the OLCC, Oregon Liquor Control Commission. And oh, it wow. it's pretty intense. And we're the third hardest state in the union um, on liquor laws. And the OLCC also runs our cannabis stuff. So, oh, that is right. Y'all do have, y'all do have you know, cannabis houses. We do. Stuff. Come on up. <laughs> <laughs> See, back in the day, I'd have been like, you know, heck yeah, let's do it. But now I'm a little, I'm a little straight on the straight and narrow, you know? I haven't done it in a while either. It gets old. You know, I'm tired of getting hungry and then sitting on the couch being useless. <laughs> I, I like to be useful. So, Hey, we're gonna play. Uh, we're gonna play another song. I want you to talk about something to do with you. Where did that one come from? Okay, so this song it was a it was it was almost like a uh, I guess a hail mary song you would call it. We uh, uh, one of my buddies, uh, my producer Dylan, got in touch with George Burge, and George Burge and I are like you know kind of cool now. Um, George wanted to write, and so we had X amount of time to write. You know, it was like I, I had an hour or so or two hours maybe to write. And then I had to go to a meeting. So uh, George brought along his friend, uh, Cole Taylor. And it was four of us in a room and we literally wrote that song. We were, you know, we were just trying to figure out what we want to write about. And we we're just like, Oh, let's write a love song. And the ideas were going around and we we're like, Oh, let's, let's keep it a little upbeat, upbeat. And we finished that song in like 45 minutes. Wow. And yeah, we had something to do with you and we're just like, okay, cool. And then, you know, when we went to cut it and do production, it was just like, you know, we wanted a little heavier feel to it, a little more, you know, guitars and a a little Nickelback feel to it. So that's what we came out with was the song, Something to Do With You. Well, let's play Something to Do With You. Sure. Yeah, so 
What are your pre-show rituals? Pre-show rituals. So, honestly, I like to, uh, if I have a full day to get ready for a show, you know, like I don't have to work or anything. I'd go and try to get like a, a little cardio in, like a walk or a little jog or something light, nothing too crazy, uh, to clear my head. And I'd, I'd listen back to the tracks that I'm going to play that night, kind of look over the set list and then, you know, before we go play like a two or three hours before I'll do, you know, my vocal warm ups and just kind of like to honestly, I'd like to sit in the back room by myself, mm. just quiet. And, you know, the band, obviously the guys in the band, like, oh, yeah, let's go drink. Let's take a shot. I'm just like, no, nah, man, like you guys go do that. I'm gonna sit back here for 30, 30, 45 minutes before I go on stage and I just relax. And that's it, really. I try not to I try not to eat anything like two or three, about two hours before the show, um, because I don't like to feel like full when i'm up there singing you know mm. um so i just kind of i mean honestly i don't i don't drink before i play i try not to drink before i play um i'll drink on stage and stuff like that but other than that i keep it pretty pretty mild put my phone on do not disturb <laughs> yeah <laughs> years and years ago i want to say it was probably 2002 or three maybe four uh, mm-hmm. I worked at a at a pop station. It was it's a Kiss FM, like the one in LA, but it's here. And mm-hmm. um, Coolio was doing a show, getting ready to do a show. And the other radio station that the same the pop station, the other one, had what we call presents, which is when they get to be on stage and do the introduction of the artist. And mm-hmm. Coolio's then wife was working for Clear Channel, which owned Kiss FM in all the Kiss FMs at that point. So my program director wrote um, his wife, who was a program director at Power 106 in Los Angeles, was like, hey, you know, the competing radio station has the presents. I'd like to get Coolio on the air and do an interview with my nighttime guy. And they're like, yeah, sure, we'll make it work. So I get on the air with Coolio. We talk for like three hours and, you know, playing songs, you know, doing the song thing. And then we do a little interview, song thing, doing a little interview. And when we're doing songs, he goes, Hey man, is there anywhere to snowboard around you? And I said, yeah, um, I'll line it up, you know, just, you know, just give me your phone number. I'll line it up. We'll we'll work out all the details. I'll pick you up from the hotel and we'll go snowboarding, uh, the next day after the show. So we did all that. But the night, the night of the show, we're sitting in his hotel room, uh, next to the venue and, uh, his nephew, um, pops out with some weed and Coolio goes, Hey man, we have a show to do and I want you on point so we can do that after. I always respected oh, that wow. super cool guy. Coolio was such a neat person and it's sad. We don't have him. Um, I know man that, that his death was so like, you know, just like uh, I was surprised. You know what I mean? Like I thought he was always just pretty semi healthy, you know, he was super cool too. So a, a buddy of mine ran into him at SEMA and walked up and was like, Hey man, you might not remember, um, and then by the way, like here, I'm known as Opie. That's my nickname. Um, mm-hmm. it, that's what I used on the radio. And so he, he goes, you might not remember, but my buddy Opie took you snowboarding. And he goes, he goes, oh yeah, tell Opie I said hi. And then my friend goes, you tell him. And he called called me on the, on his cell phone and handed him the phone. And we chopped it up for a few minutes. Re- just a really easygoing guy. My favorite that's celebrity cool. encounter. Um, just that's, a cool. stand-up guy. Um, you were talking a little bit about uh, getting into the gym, working out some anxiety. Um, do you deal with stage fright on stage? What? You get, you, do you deal with like stage fright? Do you have any? Oh, like, no. No. Okay, cool. No, 
I think there was one. So there was a point in time where music started getting everything was kind of getting crazy work and then music. And I know there was one time I was on stage and my arm, I felt like it was going numb on me. And I was like, well, I need to get through this, get through this set and go straight to the hospital after, you know what I mean? (laughs) And I'm freaking out in my brain. And then all of a sudden it just went away. And for, you know, months I was dealing with just like going in and out the hospital, like thinking something was going to happen. And they told me, no, it's just anxiety. Like you have anxiety, you have a lot on your plate and you stop drinking caffeine. And you just need to, you know, clear your head, like find time to clear your head. And that was it, man. So I figured out ways how to identify it and work on it. You know, they told you to stop drinking caffeine. Yeah. They told me to cut, they, well, they told me to cut <laughs> out caffeine because caffeine, what it does is like it heightens your anxiety. So like I would be at the point where I drink some coffee. I, I was drinking five, six cups of coffee in the morning before. before That's rookie anything. stuff, Rodell. That's ro- <laughs> <laughs> sorry. And, no, 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 no. I, I, I hear you, but I would drink. I would drink about five or six. You know, and I, just, I drink the coffee straight, like just straight black coffee. Me too. You know, and I, I just pound it. I sit up there at my desk and pound it, and then like, I wouldn't look up from work until about noontime, you know, for lunch, and then go back to work. And I was just overworking myself at this point because I mean, I, I still burn it at both ends, but I figured out a way how to make it all exist in a sense. I'll, I'll give you, um, I'll give you my advice on coffee, mm-hmm. and. The the thing is, is dilution is the solution. So if you're drinking the same amount of water that you are coffee, it should help you uh, get over the that stimulant part of anxiety and coffee. So I I mean I know it's a real thing, by the way. I'm you know I'm just cracking jokes, but I have to drink about the same amount of water as I would coffee, and I don't do that with whiskey. <laughs> Oh no, definitely not. <laughs> anyway, what hey, what are your goals for the remainder of 2023? Big goals. Um I think my biggest goals is getting in front of the right people. Um mm. keep releasing music. I mean, the big thing is keep releasing releasing music, growing my social media numbers because that's a huge deal with yeah. these labels and, and DSPs and stuff like that. So, I have to keep chipping away at the at the social media stuff which i'm 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 pretty decent on on instagram and facebook but um tiktok man this is a whole nother beast and everybody's like bought into the whole tiktok thing now and i'm i'm having to post religiously on there now so i'm i'm kind of getting out of my i guess you would say old school ways of not posting on there and i'm posting a little more often and trying to gain followers because you know they've seen it the numbers translate into streams and all that and fans and stuff like that so I'm working on my social medias, uh, working on getting out, keep keep putting out music that's true to me, and um, you know, start playing bigger shows. What is what's like next? What's the next thing you're doing? In terms of music, um, I have a song coming out April 14th. It's called uh, "Good Days." And then in the summertime, I have another song coming out. I can't really say too much about that song in July or June. I don't know what date it is yet, but I can't really say too much about it yet because um, I'm bound by like contracts and all that good stuff. But it's that's supposed to be a pretty pretty good song, uh, big song. Good Days is going to be a good song, too. It's more of a vibey song. It'll probably carry on into the summer and be bigger in the summer. Um, but I think for me, it's just... Uh, that I, I could I could say this I'm I am going to release a Nickelback cover at some point. Okay. 
there is there's actually something very special about summer songs. You know, there's there's a definite vibe in songs that are mm-hmm. like, this is a summer song, and they don't get released in February, in March. You know, no, definitely. Yeah, um, I'm it's gonna. A, oh, go ahead, go ahead. It's it's definitely one of those things where I didn't know it mattered as much, but. It, it, it does, you know, seasonal songs and stuff like that. I, you know, it matters as much. Like last year, I released a Christmas song. And the Christmas song, I mean, on Spotify alone, I did a million streams in a month. Nice. And it's it's kind of like I was I was always against it. But management was like, hey, dude, just release a Christmas song. You don't have to write one. Just, just find a Christmas song you like and do your own cover to it. <laughs> and I did. And, you know, that one kind of t- it, it, it did pretty well for me. You know, okay, it helped me a little. It helped me a lot a bit, I would say, um, financially when it comes to stream numbers. So yeah, you got to get the streams going like crazy to get any kind of pay out of it. But that's cool. Um, I will post uh, like all the links that I I can for you. But I w- I want you to tell tell me where my audience can connect with you. You guys connect with me on Instagram at Rodell Duff. Um, R O D L L. Last name Duff, like Duff Beer, if you guys know The Simpsons. Uh, <laughs> same thing on Facebook, uh, TikTok, same, th- same thing, at Rodell Duff. Um, and Twitter, same thing, at Rodell Duff. Twitter's so the only one I miss. <laughs> That's the only one I miss. Oh, Twitter. Twitter's the only one I miss. <laughs> I followed yeah. all the baseball teams. I follow all the NFL teams. And, so you're um, completely off of social media. Well, I still have a Twitter account. I just don't know how to deactivate it. I don't look at it. I don't even like have Twitter on my phone. But yeah, I oh, left. Wow. I left Facebook. Um, I had already. I had. I've been a podcaster for going on six years, and my uh-huh. first podcast I promoted heavily on Facebook. And um, without the strength of of that part of podcasting, I wouldn't have gotten the numbers i have now without social media so i'm still like i still have a million friends and i send them and i i think they are sick of it a little bit but i send them like hey here's the new episode and like some people will be like yeah i'm subscribed thanks you know okay but um (laughs) you know i send it to my parents you know my parents are stoked and they they throw it up on their facebook and you know my sisters i don't think my my older sister in atlanta throws it up on facebook but i think my little sister in vegas does um, okay. I I know I get listens in Vegas and like a listen in Atlanta, and I keep hoping it it's Killer Mike, but it's probably not. You know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Rodell, hey man, I really appreciate your time with me. I, it's getting later for you than it is for me, but uh, thank you so much for doing this, and I can't wait to see what you do next. And I'm looking forward to doing more with you. Yes, sir. Let's keep in touch, man. Yep. If you get to Oregon and you don't let me know, I will find you. Houston's not hey, all that big. My... I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 I'll make sure I uh, give you a call when I get out. Yeah, man. Sure. Call me. Call me. We'll go. I'll take you fishing. I'm bad at it, but I have friends. And uh, nice. I'll definitely get you to Crater Lake if it's like July, August. Anything before that, we won't see it because of snow. But anyway, oh, okay. th- thanks again for your time, Rodell. You have a great evening. All right, man. Thank you. Take care, sir. Bye-bye. That guy felt like... The most friendly. I feel like we could probably be text buddies. Um, I don't generally do that. You know, I might ask him, like, hey, man, can is it cool if we text? Because I'm just sort of a dork. Um, but get into his music, and I hope you enjoy what, uh, what you've heard tonight. And you can find him on YouTube and 
you know, get, follow all of his social media, get on his Spotify. I'm going to tell you, like, stream Spotify. If you're liking the music that I'm putting out with the with the podcast, um, build a playlist on Spotify. Drop all the songs that, that you like um, from the podcast into that playlist and just let it play. And then start it back up again and let it play. You can do it on a, on a browser. You can do it on your phone. You can do it on another browser on a different computer in the other room. Um, you can tell your mom to do it, tell your friends to do it, tell your mom's friend to do it, tell your friend's mom to do it. And that, that helps these artists out tremendously. So I'm going to ask you for that kind of support. And of course, uh, ratings and reviews on the podcast will help me get more visibility to people who don't know the podcast yet. So if you keep doing that for me, the podcast keeps growing. I'm at over 600 international locations and I've grown the podcast um, over 200 since I shut down the first one in November. So since November, and we're talking about March, April, I've grown it by over 200 without social media. Um, pretty cool. So that's because of the things that you do with the shares and the ratings and reviews. Uh, that helps push the, the algorithm for me. I um, want to thank the sponsors one last time for the show. Uh, also uh, say thank you to you. Um, but my sponsors are A Look Design. They do my logo work and such. Rogue Valley DJs. If you need a DJ, hit, hit them up. Gary at RogueValleyDJs.com. Um, also outsider coffee, you can get on outsider.coffee and order a bag and have it delivered to wherever you are in the United States. And it's good. So I'll, maybe I'll send a bag to Riddell. I'll just send it to him and, uh, say like, Hey bro, like drink a lot of water with them. <laughs> kidding. Anyway, uh, thank you to outsider coffee. Um, Paul Bunyan Beard Gang, and of course, Joe at Moxley Media. We'll see you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Welcome to the Woodshed. Goodbye.